0: Listening to Clone Dance Party, Season 1, Episode 5, Conditions of Existence. The clones discover that their lives are being monitored. I'm Bob. I'm Liz. I'm Lynette. I'm Janice. I'm, and I'm Carol. Welcome, Hi Carol. Carol. Hi,
1: Carol.
2: Hi, Carol.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So, can you tell us about how you started watching Orphan Black, how much you've seen, and about your podcast? Sure.
2: I have a very good friend that I've known since I was 13 years old. And we bonded back in junior high school over television. And over the years, we have recommended various shows to each other. And I recommended Buffy to her. And she has returned the favor by recommending Supernatural and Orphan Black. And it took me a while to finally watch it. I I think I watched the first episode and then I don't know, I just kept getting not getting enough time. And finally, I started really watching it and got into it, and I have now watched the entire thing. At the end of the second season, I was watching it as it came out. And I'm very much looking forward to the third.
0: Yeah, we hope to be caught up by the time the third season starts. Yeah, that would be great. And can you tell us about your podcast?
2: Oh, yes, okay. I am a newbie. On the McKinley cast, Freaks and Geeks podcast, intro cast on Quadruple Z. And we are slow, but we are steady. We we are getting there. There's very few episodes of Freaks and Geeks, and so we want everybody to be there for every episode. And as a result, we have some scheduling problems.
0: But we are getting there, and it's been a real fun ride. Yeah, I I was a newbie following along with that podcast, but I, I told Emily I eventually gave up and watched the rest of the season. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so no spoilers, but I just couldn't take it after a while.
2: I can understand that. I think if if I were doing that, I probably would have had the same reaction. I've been actually amazed at how good I've been. I think because I, I went into it with the idea that it's a podcast, I'm going to be good, I'm just going to watch one episode, and that's it, and I'll wait. Because normally I start marathoning things, and I just can't stop. If I get into something, I'm just like, no. I don't need sleep tonight. <laughs> that's yeah. totally how
3: I am, Carol. It's horrible. Yeah. If, I'm, yeah. if I'm marathoning something, I don't do anything else until I'm done with it. I actually just finished rewatching Gilmore Girls and went, I need to start running again.
2: Yeah, I'm that way with books, too. I, and that's why I have to be very careful about the books I start because if I don't watch out, I'll get like that, and I just I won't be sleeping
0: or anything else. Okay, we have two new iTunes reviews this week from Annette and Sarasvata. Thank you for those. Those are very helpful for a new podcast. And we can be found on iTunes or Facebook or Twitter by searching for Clone Dance Party. All right, so, Lynette, you're the newbie. Uh, What was your first opinion of this episode? Yeah, it was great.
4: yay Vic is back
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh I knew you were going to be excited about that
4: (laughs) I I was he got his his finger cut off and that was great no 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 okay okay okay
1: (laughs) she jumped in front of a train I don't even know why she did it alright sure we had her ups and down but everything was fine she had the coke on her so I'm thinking Maybe the cops have it. Give me one week, Pouchy. I'll get you your money. You say that last week. I know. I'm good for it. though. wait a minute, I'm good for it, Pouchy. You know me. Pouchy, please. Wait a minute, Pouchy. One more week, I'll get you your money, man. Okay! 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 Pouchy, please, one more week, man. Okay, give me a minute! Okay, all right! Okay! All right! Okay! You heard it? Okay! Okay, give me a minute! I just hit the guy! I'm oh, good. <laughs> oh, that was in a lot, my notes, I'm sorry. There. That was a lot
3: of fun. In <laughs> my notes, I wrote, "Poor Vic, Lynette loves you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Allison just whooped his butt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I love that. <laughs> that was great. Stay in school. <laughs> 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 so, did you but feel what? sorry for Vic by the end of that?
4: Uh, I'm not sure. I I, I really have a hard time feeling sorry for Vic altogether, but (laughs) yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, nobody wants to lose their finger, you know, and here's his girlfriend who he he thought it was his girlfriend who loved him and, no, I didn't love you. Just take the money and get out of here. (laughs) He's got it bad for her, (laughs) really bad. Seems like everybody does. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah, yeah, you know, and Paul's Paul's a monitor. Yep, you and, and Nuddy were both right about Paul. Yeah. And? and Alice's husband, whatever, Donnie, he's not a nice guy either. Of course, I don't, now I, Paul, they're presenting him as like, maybe he's going to be a nice guy because he's not, he doesn't know what's going on. So he just is doing his job. So he probably is clueless to what the, all the intrigue is, all the uh, whatever the initiative is doing. But, hey, I was right.
2: We were right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you just said that Donnie was not a nice guy and maybe Paul will be because Paul doesn't know what's going on. Does that mean that you think that Donnie does know what's going on? I don't know. I think he might know more than Paul does because hmm. he was
4: talking a lot of... I couldn't catch exactly what he was saying, but he had a lot of detail about what was going on with whoever that was. She knows too much, da-da-da, whatever it was he was saying. And Paul wasn't really doing that. Paul was just saying, you know, being pretty. Yeah, her mental state is better, and he wasn't really getting into detail. See, he could have said something when he was talking to that guy in the bathroom. He could have said something about his suspicions about her, about the scar and stuff, but he didn't. He didn't say anything, so maybe he's got some idea in his head there's something more going on, so... He could have said, I don't think that's really bad. But he didn't do that. No, he did protect her. Interesting.
0: Carol, what were your impressions? And, you know, you could talk about the series as a whole to this point as well as just the episode if you want.
2: My impressions. Well, Allison can be a badass.
1: Sarah? 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 Hey, Sarah! Sarah, you're alive! Sarah, it's me! Look at me! Uh, I I don't...
3: <laughs> I don't know who you are. Bitch, you faked it. You've got the wrong person.
1: You faked it, you bitch! How could you do this to me? Sarah, I thought you were dead! How could you goddamn do this to me? Ah! Oh, oh! oh you bitch! Oh! God oh, damn it! Here they are. God damn it! Okay. It's a race. It's a race to get into. The car. Okay, whoever gets their
2: first wing. Who's that? Car? Oh, Sarah! You bitch! I I remember the first time I saw this episode when she just started assaulting Vic. I was I was in hysterics. I I love that. Not only that, she lures him away from her car mm-hmm. first, and then goes at him, so that he's away from her car and and hidden from the kids. She's, yeah, yeah. You know, she's really she thinks ahead. She's she's not a stupid woman to say the least. The monitor thing surprised me. Unlike you guys, because I did listen to all the podcasts, and I I was like, wow, they've got figured out about the monitors. I hadn't figured that out at all. And Casima figuring out that Paul is being kept in the dark. This is a smart group of clones. Lynette, what do you think is meant by this whole thing of, at the end, Paul says, do you think I had a choice, and she says, just tell me why, and they say, they don't tell us why. Where do you think that's going?
4: I don't know, because there's a military thing that made me think that maybe perhaps he has to do this for some reason. You think I had a choice? tell me
0: why. Damn! tell us why.
4: It's something he didn't have a choice about for whatever reason. Whatever the, they may be holding something over his head or something like that. I'm, so, I'm not sure.
2: Okay. Vic sure does seem like he's going to keep being a, a pain because he mm-hmm. says to her at the end that it's not over. So this time because I've forgotten like a lot of the details and stuff. But when he was just everything he was doing it was like oh, this guy is going to be a thorn in her side like the rest of her life. Forget the series, just the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know people like this. This is yeah. not a good person to have around.
0: Right. Yeah. That's true, He's- but Vic reminds me of Wile e. Coyote, though. Things never work out for him. <laughs>
4: And he can he can throw enough monkey wrenches into plans by showing up and throwing things off or whatever. And yeah. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: No, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, all he has to do is go around looking at Allison and saying, Sarah, Sarah, in front of Donnie or something. And Oh, yeah. I mean, if Donnie had been there, that would have really screwed things up. He could throw a monkey wrench into anything just by showing up and mistaking one clone for another.
4: Yeah, because you know that whole thing, what you just said about calling her Sarah in front of Donnie? Like yeah. I said, I think Donnie knows more. But I don't think that they're aware that all these people are, all these clones are uh, communicating with each other yet. And I think they have some protection there from that. That could be a big problem if they found out that, the bad guys found out that they were all working together. You know, that could be a huge problem. But that's just my feeling. I don't think they know the
2: involvement the clones have with each other yet. Mm. Well, that would make sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And Sarah doesn't seem to... She seems to think she doesn't have a monitor. She Maybe had, she it. does, though. I mean, it better yeah. not be Felix. <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm. I don't know anybody else that close to her that hangs around with her all the time. She well, hasn't seen
0: Mrs. Essen in like 10 months.
2: Yeah, that's what she said. I thought it was a nice touch for them to have her go through the possibilities for herself. Well, mm. I mean, it could like be that. Vic. That could be why he won't leave her alone. Hmm. He could be just
3: playing that stupid, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he could be that stupid, but he's a puppet. <laughs> Somebody could be pulling the strings. Like, yeah, she may have ran off with all your coke, but go keep an eye on her. That's or we're going to cut how- off more than just your little finger. Oh, There's so other that, little appendages we could remove.
4: <laughs> That's very true, and that might motivate him enough not to spill the beans, because I don't think that guy knows how to not spill the beans about anything.
2: Exactly. That's Vic. a good point, Vic. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But I felt like this episode was kind of it was almost exposition as far as sort of tying in, you
0: know, like moving the story along. Yeah, I did it too. Did. I thought it was setting mm-hmm. up just a lot of future stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was, I'm yeah, waiting we, for some dominoes to fall. <laughs> yeah, it it was time to set
4: up stuff, though. It was, was the right time to mm-hmm. do the reveal on Paul and Donnie and all that.
2: Because mm-hmm. it was time
4: for the story to move forward, so.
2: Yeah, it like when when I was going through the list of things that you guys do on the podcast, and it said, you know, favorite scene and all, and I, I was going back through my notes and I was like, "Well, gee, there's none of these great scenes like I've been in some of the other episodes with one clone pretending to be another clone and and stuff like that." And there was, yeah, but there was a lot of we got a lot of information.
4: Yeah, there was no like big blaring standout things, but it was like the whole show was just little pieces all together that really, really did it for me. And it moves so well and quick, and
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know, it was great.
0: Well, the pace just keeps getting quicker. Oh, Gosh, so much. Yeah, it does. Janice, what did you think of this?
5: Oh, it was a great storyline. Like everyone said, it, a lot happened. I agree. There weren't the good scenes that we've had in other episodes. And it was hard, I thought, finding quotes. Uh, I had agreed. trouble finding quotes,
2: too, Janice. Agreed. I actually ended up finding quite a few quotes. But they I think they weren't as standout, like where they were kind of highlighted. You know, I don't think they were highlighted like they have been
5: in some of the other episodes. I like that we got to see a, um, more of Kasima's life. Me too. Yes.
4: I, I wonder about her new girlfriend. If that's her little watcher, I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> so, or maybe that—that said- goofy, that goofy uh,
0: lab clerk is
2: <laughs> not—is <laughs> is not him. Uh. She didn't seem overly interested in him.
0: No, not really. No. Wouldn't she, she have did seem- a watcher that's been around? Uh, a monitor that's been around for a while, though.
4: That's what I would think. But has she been working with this girl for a long time? She could she, have
5: been. It, watching it like they were. I mean, it seems like they were just meeting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And the other girl said that she, she was having a relationship like across the ocean, so she couldn't have been here that long, probably, if she. I mean, long-distance relationships
5: right. don't usually. Well, well,
4: a monitor would have to almost be somebody you're intimate with in order to put you to sleep, so they could come check you out. So, and it doesn't sound like Casima's been in a relationship, so maybe she hasn't had a on-site monitor.
3: Right. Maybe they haven't had a reason to monitor her either. Yeah, could be. She's right easier to monitor because of what she's doing. Could be. Yeah. What's the name of the guy who was working with Kasima? That she gave her uh, hair to for him to sample?
0: I don't know if it's been said yet.
3: Yeah, all oh, okay. I know is Geeky Lab Guy. Yeah. Geeky Lab Guy, that works.
2: I Just because I have a rant about him and I thought I missed his name. I was just about to ask Lynette what she thought of the whole medical thing? Medical exam? Oh, I think it's because he's
4: there checking to see uh, if any of these things that could go wrong with the clones are are actually happening. It's like, you know, how you do a study and you you observe
2: all of these side effects. That's yeah, what I were thought. You, were you surprised when it turned out not to be a dream or a flashback or something?
4: No, because, it, because of the way it started, because it showed, was it Allison dreaming at first and then Sarah waking up with the dream? And it just seemed like one of those, you know, the alien stories where they say, oh, you know, they came down and got me kind of thing. So I thought it was important. I didn't think it was just a dream. hmm I Um, I figured it has
3: significance. I figured it was actually happening because if Buffy taught us anything, it's that weird dreams that the heroine has, something weird is happening. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is. It's my Buffy training, yeah. Yeah. If Buffy's taught me anything, it's that if you're having a weird dream that your roommate is sucking out your soul, she probably is. She probably is, yeah.
2: I was just surprised because she seemed so awake when he was talking to her and stuff about we should go away and she just seemed so awake and then there was all of this and i thought how did they like do something once she was in bed or was it just like a really slow acting drug or
3: or what i think it's safe to assume it was sarah's past she probably has a slightly higher tolerance for narcotics (laughs) so whatever it was that he gave her may not have worked quite as well as it used to work on beth because while Beth was taking a lot of medications, she wasn't necessarily taking a narcotic, which would work differently than her psychotropic drugs.
2: Hmm. You just brought up something really interesting I hadn't thought about. If they were giving Beth this drug to knock her out, and right? she's already on a bunch of prescription drugs, right? They, they would have had to choose very carefully what to give her. Because they would have been combining it with whatever she had already taken. Whereas Sarah doesn't seem to be on anything. Right. So what they gave her might not have worked nearly the way that they thought it would. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Might be one reason she she remembered as much as she did. Yeah. Correct. I hadn't thought of that.
3: Psychotropic drugs and drugs in general are something I nerd out about. I have that in common with Cosima. So, um... You know, being in college is fun. Sometimes you get to take classes all about taking drugs. So mm-hmm. my brain always goes there when I'm like, oh, that drug is this. And
2: Yeah, I don't know anything. I really know very little about specific drugs. I know generalities only. Mm-hmm.
3: Psychopharmacology and drugs and
2: behavior were two of the
3: most interesting classes I've ever taken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad for you.
4: Well, it is really interesting. I took it. I, I, it in college and
3: I don't remember
0: too much about it anymore, but yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I was going to say, everything I've learned, I've learned on my dorm floor. Uh We we had, like, a basketball team, and the question each week was, what combination of drugs is a star player going to turn up on?
4: Oh, Oh my my God. God.
0: Did you take, like, a, you know, a poll, or... No, no, just whatever whatever was his whim that week.
2: (laughs) That's crazy. For some reason, I have just always had, like, no interest in medical stuff at all I i don't know why it's just been one of those things that's just like in one ear out the other i know don't mix stuff and ask an expert (laughs) hey that's all you really need to know (laughs) pretty much yeah i'm really glad that other people like to figure all this stuff out because otherwise i'd be up the creek so thank you (laughs) not a problem that's
3: why i'm here yeah
2: (laughs) So in the in the beginning, when Paul,
3: we were just mentioning it, Paul was saying, let's go away. Do you think at that point he knew it was not Beth? Or do you think at that point he was just trying to protect Beth because he knew that they were going to start questioning things? And so he wanted to because I saw it as him trying to protect her. What, was that
4: after he noticed the scar? I'm trying to remember the whole scene.
3: No, right in the very beginning when they're, like, he he's being a creeper and, like, sneaks up on her and she's going to stab him in the eye with okay. a nail file. God,
4: you asshole!
1: You'd stab him in the eye with a nail file?
4: Yeah, you sneak up on me in the shower, I am going to stab you in the eye with a nail file. Mm-hmm.
3: And then, you know, the whole, oh, I'm really sorry, well, how sorry are you? Little Miss Horny Sarah. And they have their shower sex. And then... He's like, you know, let's let's go away. You're off the force. I think that he still thinks it's Beth at that point. I think what it
4: is is he's actually started to develop real feelings for her and, and feeling protected, and he knows okay. that something is happening, and okay. he is being protective of Beth. Okay. That was my thought.
3: I think you're right. That's how I took it too, but I just wanted to see if... Uh-huh.
0: I'm not so sure. Okay. I think that he might have known and that the sex was good enough that he didn't care because... <laughs> Early on, he asks about her hair, and she said she had it cut, and he goes, but it's longer. True. How does that happen? I I think he must have had his suspicions even at that point.
2: I got the feeling he knew there was something going on, but I never got the feeling like he knew what it was.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. And that he still thought it was bad until the scar. See, so I think that that would play into
4: that he doesn't really know anything because if he didn't know anything, he would know there was clones, He would, and he saw that, he would have known right away, oh, this isn't Beth, this is the, another clone. But I don't think he knew that. I think he just knew something was wrong, different, you know, yeah. long hair doesn't come out of a haircut, so.
0: Oh, yeah, I think he clearly doesn't know that they're clones, and what Cosima said about Paul not being aware of what was going on I think makes a lot of sense. They would want to keep him in the dark.
3: Absolutely, because the less he knows, the less he can skew the results.
2: Yeah. Also, the less he knows, the less chance of him spilling the beans to anybody else. Yeah. I mean, it is a secret program, I would assume. Since yeah, clones tend to require secrecy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is pretty illegal. Yeah. In pretty much every country on Earth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was one of Felix's reservations about it. It's illegal and impossible.
3: Yes. Yeah, the impossible part, too. Especially, you know, if the girls are in their 20s, that means they were cloned in the 80s.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Which,
3: holy Moses.
2: The yeah, 80s were a very inventive time.
3: They mm. were, but they weren't <laughs> clone inventive. <laughs> you know,
4: they created a lot of interesting headbands. but
3: Did anybody else giggle at Allison in her full-on flannel pajamas plus eye mask? And as soon as Donnie (laughs) touched her, slapped no. Oh, slapped that hand? Yeah. She
4: She said no, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, she said no. Kind of annoyed, too. Like, Like, obviously, it's not Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Because I very much believe that they have very set days of the week that they have sex. I would imagine so. Because there is no way you sleep in flannel jammies with that many pillows separating you from your spouse and an eye mask if you're getting busy every night. Or on a whim. Like I really feel like sex is a planned out, methodical. Okay, it's Saturday night. I've had two glasses of wine. You may enter me. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like that's how sex is for them, and yeah, that makes I me sad
4: for of, both parts. I have a, yeah, I have a vision of Allison actually saying that.
1: <laughs> right? Doesn't she it? Would. Doesn't it fit her? It does. <laughs> oh,
3: that's awesome. Like laying like, flat as a board on her back. Okay. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Commence. How did you feel about her confrontation with Donnie in general?
3: Was she channeling Brad Pitt? (laughs) What's in the box? in the box? What's in the box, Donnie?
2: It's private.
4: No, it isn't. What, What is it? What is in it? Donnie, what's in the
2: box? I'm entitled to a little privacy, even in this house.
4: Oh, that's rich coming from you. What
2: the hell is that supposed to mean?
4: Open the box, Donnie. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, what, she- what else was she going to do but uh, confront him? At that point, he caught her.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't think it mattered whether he caught her or not. She was
5: going to. At
2: one point, I thought she was going to swing the box right at his head. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of too.
5: I expected her to get her gun out.
2: Oh. <laughs> she was so ramped up into a just this nervous rage kind of thing. Yeah. So what was Donnie burning at the end? Everything that had been in the box.
3: Well, duh, but what was in the box? <laughs> what was in the box? Who asked? I answered.
1: <laughs> other,
3: other than the Big Booby Blowies,
0: which is <laughs> my poor title ever. <laughs> I saw something on, on an Orphan Black group today, and some guy said that Big Boob Blowies was the name of his fantasy baseball team. And <laughs> he ben said, have- nobody understands it. <laughs>
1: Fantastic.
0: that's that's cool. terrible so do you think donnie is her monitor or, or just what's going on there it's critical one week she's fine the next it's armageddon no i understand that but i don't want to give her any reason to
1: react will you tell me if it gets any worse what are our
4: options what are you doing oh i think he's a monitor she pulls the box out afterwards. He leaves it with the lock undone, and the same movies that were uh, tucked away underneath his clothes are in that box. I mean, why would he do that, have copies in both in, in the drawer and in the box?
2: Oh, he wouldn't. I mean, if she goes to the drawer, they're, they're not going to be under there, But uh, and she knows that.
0: Right. I assume he swapped them out with whatever he burned.
2: Not realizing she'd already found them. Right. Right. And now, they did. They have given you, and by you I mean us, the kind of information that could be a misdirect. And that's something I've been really aware of watching. Yeah, I've
3: watched enough Joss Whedon shows that I don't trust anything ever, even if it's spelled out in front of me. I'm kind of like Paul. Like, no, this has to be a trick. You're actually a plant and I'm in trouble for something. <laughs> it's never just, no, really, I'm a different person.
4: So if it's not Donnie, then who do you think would be?
3: Who else could it be? Close to Allison? Nobody. She's Captain Suburbia. Like, she could have a close friend that we just haven't met yet, or a sibling that hasn't been mentioned yet. Hmm. Because one of these clones has got to have siblings. You can't raise all of them as only children. That would totally skew the results. You would have to have some of them in multi-child homes.
4: Yeah, because you, what it is, you're trying to see the variations of nurture versus nature,
3: right? Exactly. I mean, the episode of this one was conditions of existence, like, uh, and the one before was external conditioning. Siblings are huge external conditioners. Yeah, like that would definitely be something that would need to know. Like, so I, I think some, one of the clones somewhere has got to have some sort of sibling. So Kasima at college and her dorky counterpart who was helping her run some of the exams. He performed one of my biggest pet peeves, and I think Kasima handled it flawlessly. When Kasima said, hey, could you run these samples for me? Well, what's in it for me? Just say yes or no, or say, hey, can you wash my car? Yeah. Or, can you run this test for me? It always, always, always is some sort of innuendo, like, well, I've got something you could help me out with. Okay, what is it? is generally how I respond to the situation and wait for them to go, Ugh. you know, you can come up with something creative. Okay, do you like cake? I'm a really good baker. But I think Cosima did it really well with the, you could h- have the pleasure of having sex with yourself. Can you sequence beside a crumb C?
6: The barcode gene? Mm-hmm. That's the one we use for species differentiation. Is it? Uh, what's in it for me? Um, how about you get to have sex with
1: yourself? Oh, <laughs> uh, awesome deal!
4: Like and that was—I laughed.
5: I mean, he looked happy about that. He
1: was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, I can do that, I guess."
3: <laughs> but like that is just one of my—that just frustrates me. Anytime you ask someone, "Oh, can you do this for me?" What are you gonna do for me? Not kick you in the face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so that was, that's one of those, it just, ugh, it just bugs me, and I stopped liking him when he did that. I was like, I don't care if you're supposed to be all dorky and, like, whatever, no. No. That just made me rant. Sorry.
2: No, it's, he was being a jerk. No two ways about it. The fact that he was, kept smiling when she said that to him, I guess because she smiled while she said it, so he felt like, oh, she talked to me. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I
0: heard Cassidy with <laughs> say sex. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I I thought that yeah. her talking to him was probably one of the highlights of his day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and she said sex. Yeah. yeah. Like his Right? Yeah. yep. Yay. yep. Uh, she said sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he was a jerk. <laughs> As you get older, people don't say stuff like that to you most of the time anymore. <laughs> It's a perk. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. I work in retail, most of my coworkers. I have a lot of really, really great coworkers, but, but there are a few where it's like, hey, you're two feet taller than me. Can you reach that? I don't know. What are you going to reach for me? Oh, nothing. Go away and fall on your face. <laughs> <laughs> my boss actually caught me saying something like that to somebody recently. She was like, what happened there? And I was like, Ugh, he was giving me stupid windows instead of saying, yes, he'll help me or no, he won't. She was like, so you told him to fall on his face in the freezer? Yes. (laughs) I swear it was a valid retort. I swear it was. Uh,
2: uh, Yeah. I guess I've always had a little bit of a uh, way about me that made people do that a little less. But they used to do stuff like that. Not so much once you get older.
1: Well,
3: I'm fairly small, so everybody just thinks I'm adorable. So They don't take me seriously when I get mad, which makes me more mad. Because I'm not cute when I'm mad, damn it. I'm ferocious. And so it's very frustrating.
2: What I was trying to say before when I got cut off was that one of the things I had noticed was that even though my initial response to Donnie's talking to these people was, oh, he must be a monitor. When I was listening to him, I'm like, well... I mean, he seems like kind of incompetent to be a monitor. Maybe this is all a false thing, and they just want you to think that, and then it's going to turn out that he wasn't. So you think Donnie is the red herring? That. i wondered whether <laughs> he was red herring because it was like, yeah, he's saying these things, but what does he actually say? And he we could don't be know what, an affair. You know? Yeah, we don't know what. It looked like there were photographs that he was burning. I mean, that's what it looked oh. like. I don't know if that's what it was or not, but. So I kind of, I I went back and forth when I was watching it because, as I say, he seems so incompetent. Like, would you hire this guy to be a monitor? I don't know.
5: Well, I don't know how long has he he been with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess he'd have to drug her and keep reports. It sounds like they report on them, right? Right. And there was some kind of, if the stuff he was burning was for the monitoring and it wasn't like, dick pics or something, then he has to keep records. And I don't know what else he would do.
5: It could be that, you know, up until this point, he hasn't really had a problem, has he? So it's kind of easy, easy just observing and reporting. That's a point. You know, now she's starting to seem a little bit crazy to him.
2: Yeah. I guess what I'm looking at is the difference between Paul and Donnie. Right. But there's also a difference between Beth and Allison. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, Donnie does not look oh, – usually when people are hired for a certain job, they, they look for corporations and such have a tendency to look for the same kind of person. That's why I was just like, okay, I mean, either these people that hire these guys are, like, really, really smart in that they can think out of the box, as they like to say, and hire people who are really different from one another, or there's something not quite right. One or the other. Maybe oh. – You know, maybe they're that good.
0: Donnie certainly wouldn't be anyone's first choice as a monitor. But with these clones, you may have limited choices available.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And has anything been established yet that says the, I don't know, are we calling it the initiative? Whoever is hiring the monitors (laughs) is choosing people to be monitors and having these people insinuate themselves into the life of the clone? Or are they going after people who have already made a connection with the clone? Oh. That would explain the difference. I mean, that could explain the difference. If, you know, the- Paul and Beth just happened to me, and then the, you know, the powers that be kind of look into Paul's background. Oh, and it, they seem to have something from his military life that they can use on him. You get that sense from the pictures. They just blackmail him or whatever they need to do.
2: Right? Wouldn't that be kind of dangerous in a lot of cases, though? I mean, I could see if they've got somebody you can blackmail, but not every clone is going to somebody close to them that you can blackmail. but And if they approach somebody who you can't blackmail, then they're letting somebody close to the clone know that there's some organization that's interested in, in this person that they care about.
4: They could have just enticed Donnie, who was already married to her, with a heck of a lot of money, because that seems to be his kind of thing, right?
5: Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, and like they said, you don't know... Um, like Casima says, it's blind. They might not be knowing why they're monitoring them. So Donnie could be, he may not have a, the right picture of what he's doing, so it may be easier for him to do or easier to convince him to do it.
0: Hmm. Right. And if it was money, that would certainly explain how Ellison had access to 75000
4: Yeah, right. because I just don't see Donnie be the ambitious uh, businessman making all that kind of money.
1: <laughs> I really
4: just
0: don't see it. Don, Donnie I, 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 has a great nickname, which we haven't heard yet.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> did they say what kind of work he does? It seems like they did, and I don't remember. I don't think so. Something that requires that you play golf. Mm. <laughs> no,
4: I'm just joking, because, you know, tea time and all that. Yeah, no,
0: just vague right. stuff. You know, they they have to do things by quarters and that sort of thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, some yeah. sort of probably money management-y type thing. But, no, they haven't said specifically Donnie works here and does this. Oh, but Much like got- we hadn't had that conversation about Paul yet, either.
4: Right. We did get to see where Paul works, or supposedly works. That was interesting, the whole big building in one yeah. little office.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That Remember, was- we're downsizing.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, who is
3: that? Sure. Who is that
4: who just conveniently showed up out of nowhere? Yeah. Paul's uh, secretary, secretary,
3: obviously. She- yeah.
4: mm-hmm. Did she have a name? Was she was she back? <laughs>
2: um. He said her name after Sarah left, and he checked the video. He went out of the room and he said her name and asked her to get rid of his appointments. But I don't remember what it, the name was. Madison. Okay. Madison, Madison. Okay. 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 Yeah, I didn't remember either. Okay. Hey, anybody want to talk about Kira? Uh-huh. All the time? Hey! That little girl is a wonderful actress. Yes, yeah, she is. When she came out of the school and she looked so suspicious...
1: I miss you so much. I miss you too. <laughs> Why are you wearing such
4: fancy clothes? Oh, you do not the thing, do
6: you? Are you okay, yeah. mommy?
2: I am now. And she was obviously suspicious. And then when she said, "It's me," it's really me. And it was like, I know I've been fooling. I just was pretending to, you know. And she just her whole face cleared, and you know, what a nice, nicely done little little moment. It's me this time.
1: I know. Yeah. And
3: her
2: gloves were so cute.
1: Um,
3: I was gonna say I like how Allison points out she is one special little girl.
2: Mhm. Mhm. With the hair and everything, she makes me think of Helena.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, man. Oh, speaking of Helena, poor girl having surgery. Yeah. It did not look like it was sterile enough for surgery. That is for sure. I know. Yeah. And he drops. And he
4: drops. Said. Four by four on the counter, and like, oh yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> the splinters that's in sanitary. her already
3: gross wounds. Poor girl. Well,
0: now we're feeling sorry <laughs> for Vic and Helena. <laughs> oh, you know,
3: I've always felt sorry for Helena because I've always felt she was brainwashed and therefore not in her own control.
0: Yeah, you take a very, insta-
4: a very emotionally unstable person already, and then throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Vic, I, I felt sorry for for a few minutes, but. He's very good at making you not feel sorry for him after a while. He
4: really. Oh, he is so good at not making you feel sorry <laughs> for him. <Yeah. laughs> so, so good. You know, And I almost feel sorry for him when we were in love. And she says, no, no, we weren't in love. I almost felt sorry for him for a second. But then, you know, he continues to be a butt. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did it. Yeah. Like, he needs to be as far out of her life as possible. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to happen, but. They need to make it happen. (laughs) So what did we think about
3: when Fee let it slip that Sarah had shagged Paul?
6: Yeah, we sort of ended up shagging. Dude,
1: that's complex.
6: You slept with Beth's boyfriend? Uh, Far be it from me.
3: I may be sleeping with my spy as well.
1: Oh, That was, yeah,
3: I thought
4: that was pretty interesting. Allison's reaction. Like, she was going to be kind of morally indignant until she, you know, thought about it for a second and said, yeah, well, I'm doing the same thing.
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, and Cosima, that's complex.
1: (laughs) That's complex.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, what do you guys think about it? I mean, no, I, I don't. I don't like it because you know she
4: did something without his. If you're talking about the actual having sex with Paul before, she knew that she was Sarah. You know that's that's without his consent. Yeah. So I don't like that part.
3: I agree. I very much yep. agree on that aspect. But I I liked the, the the clones' reactions, and I liked how Felix was so excited about it. Like <laughs> we're gonna talk about sex. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, then, and Sarah was like, "Dude, shut the fuck Because, like, you could tell that she knew that it wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah. And, uh, because he was like, whoa, you're having sex with Beth's boyfriend, who's probably your monitor. And she's just like, uh, yeah, so we, I don't know, kind of, it happened Mm -hmm. that we shagged.
4: And And Allison goes, you're having sex with Beth's boyfriend? Just, you know, how she does that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Allison tries to get indignant and then she's, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But she's not. She's She's not not not. quite doing the same thing, though. I mean, she is having sex with her husband. Well, maybe she is, occasionally. (laughs) Yeah. Every other Saturday night after two glasses of Chardonnay. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's a big, big difference between having sex with someone who thinks you're someone else and having sex with your husband who may be your monitor.
5: Right. Well, on the one hand, it shouldn't be a big surprise. I mean, she's pretending to be Beth. Yeah. Yeah, but I like how Sarah, like,
3: oh, yeah, it uh, accidentally happened that one time as opposed to, well, I did it to shut him up, and then it was really good, so I've kind of done it a couple of more times. (laughs) 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 Did Beth ever tell you his nickname? Because, yeah, no. Yeah, I think that whole thing, as Cosima says, is very very complex.
0: Yeah, well, I (laughs) think Janice was right if If she's going to be in that situation, it's pretty much inevitable, I don't
3: Yeah, Yeah, except we found out that Beth and Paul hadn't had sex for, like, months. So really, Sarah could have continued not sleeping with him, and that wouldn't have necessarily disturbed their
5: status quo.
0: Yeah, that's true, except Sarah didn't know that. Exactly. She
5: she didn't know that until after she had sex the first time.
2: And she was... She and had the second sex. time, and the third <laughs> and, time. And she did have sex with him the first time to keep him from thinking about the fact that there was something different about her. Then. That she
5: was wearing
0: a class t-shirt. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
2: And, and that her hair was too long. Right.
0: Not knowing and that her having sex with him would also be something different about her.
2: Uh, right. About her. Yeah.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. right. And so do we think Paul is falling for Sarah? Yes, I think he is. Do you think he's actually falling for her or do you think he just likes to have sex with her because she is different in bed than Beth was? That's a hard one,
4: but I think he was probably developing feelings before and okay. the, sex, the sex part probably made it easier.
3: <laughs> okay. So you think he was actually starting to develop true feelings for Beth? I think and so. And then the sex kind of threw it over and now it's now the feelings are for Sarah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. I could see it going that way. I could see that being the case. I also could see him just being kind of overwhelmed by this woman who's really good at sex <laughs> yeah, and who he thought he knew already and right. he thought he was in a relationship with and all of a sudden the woman he's been in a relationship with for a while suddenly is really good at sex. <laughs> and
3: <laughs> Yeah, that would definitely pique someone's interest or reignite something that hadn't been there before. So, do we have any more opinions on our sexy French girl? Um, well, Lynette, what do you think?
4: Well, I'm always suspicious of everybody. I, I'm sure that those two will hook up because that seems to be the way it's going. But I she may just be a new ringer. Or at least they think that. Oops, well, she's up to something. We need to watch a little more closely. So
5: that's that's oh, my prediction. Gosh. She's cute. Yeah, got a cute French accent.
4: Uh, yeah, and the play, um, you know doing the crying thing, you know, is definitely a good ploy.
5: Definitely.
3: Do we think she is actually in a long-distance relationship that's gone sour, or is that just totally a ploy to get Casima's attention? Hey, sorry,
6: I, you just forgot this in the lab. Sorry, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. but Full disclosure, I um did peek. You're French. You have killer grades.
4: <laughs> I I tend to think it was a ploy to get Casima's attention, but you know, I'm paranoid.
3: <laughs> Closet full of tinfoil hats.
4: Yeah, I think she's definitely a plant. I think, I think so, and I, I'm sure we'll find out real soon if that's true. I cannot wait to see that the next episode.
3: Yes, the next episode I believe
0: is a very good one. Well, not like any of them suck or
3: anything, but yeah,
4: <laughs> they don't well, seem to be sucking much.
0: <laughs> somebody in the feedback is going to agree, and I will say that the next one was. The first one that got taken as a guest spot.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Who um, took it?
0: Harold Wallen.
1: Oh, finally,
3: Harold. So, Harold, while we were gone, we were discussing our sexy French girl. Ah, oh, May we? Just mostly, what do you think of the sexy French girl? That was pretty much the entire topic of conversation.
2: So what did people think? Did people think that she was suspicious? She's or definitely a plant. She seems suspicious to me. Yeah. I'm, come on. She's a sexy French girl. <laughs> right? <laughs> happens to be there. Just happens to show up. I don't know. And is crying, and then just happens
3: to leave her straight A report card. Yeah. Because she must have been crying over her
1: straight A
2: report card.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: Well, there
3: was a few A-minuses, and they weren't all A-pluses. That could hurt some people. This is true. Those are definitely all hooks
4: for, for Cassima, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Definitely. And I loved how perfectly coiffed her hair was when she would swing it back after, you know, as she tried to fix her face from crying. Yeah. I'm
3: sorry, I'm normally not this much of a mess. My hair is so horrible. And
2: it would just (sighs) fall just perfectly. And I was like, yeah, uh uh-huh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I would kill to have hair like that. She was very suspicious.
3: Very, I agree. Yeah. And I feel like she was obvious. Suspicious too. Mm-hmm. Like I almost thought she was a red herring because she was so obvious. They're like, yeah,
2: monitors, blah blah blah. Hey, new person. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's one of those things that part of you is like, okay, am I just gonna see monitors everywhere all the time? Everyone in, that's not a clone, it must be a monitor. And wait a minute, is there a clone that's a monitor? <laughs> oh, da da da. Yeah. Helena would make a terrible monitor. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. There's a lot of things Helena would
3: make a terrible of.
0: (laughs) This is true. I'm trying to imagine her impersonating Sarah the way Allison did. Oh, God. She would never get past Mrs. S.
3: (laughs) Oh, speaking of Mrs. S. Mrs. S sarah trying to talk to mrs s about where she comes from and yeah but you're the one who turned me into punk rock where's lynette because lynette called it lynette was like no mrs s is totally punk rock
1: mm-hmm.
3: you were the one who introduced me to punk rock though yeah
4: i took all of the attitude
3: none of the politics yeah and did mrs s seem cagey yes what do you need to know? you were in the foster system, and I took people, and that's it. I'm hiding nothing else because nothing. No, nope. foster. The end.
2: And her body language, too. Yeah. Well, as soon as she said, now I need your help, she reared back in her chair a little bit and got yeah. a very pursed face. I was going to say lips, but her whole face kind of pursed up. Yeah. But then as soon as she started asking about her parents or whatever, she just kept like getting further and further back in that chair. Yeah, like that that chair was going to tip over. (laughs) (laughs) No. But that was the first affectionate kind of thing that, you know, with Sarah touching her hand. And I was wondering whether she was going to pull it back or something.
3: Well, she looked really confused. She was like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, I got the feeling she almost was ready to like take her hand back. Yeah, like,
3: what do you want? And then Sarah just dove in with that and now I need stuff.
2: Yeah, but the stuff she needs is like not stuff that she should even have to worry about right. asking. I mean, it's a perfectly natural thing for someone to ask. Right. right. It's not like it costs Miss S anything to give her some answers. Well, yeah, it shouldn't cost Miss S anything. Yeah. Right. To no. To give I her mean, answers. Yeah, in a normal circumstance is what I right. mean. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a normal thing for somebody to ask and. It's not like she's asking for money or... Yeah. You know. Or anything like that. She's... Drive her to the airport or... <laughs> yeah. Help me move upstairs. Right. Get me a job. Co-sign mm. a
4: loan. Uh, I just thought of something weird. Yes. And it has to do with Vic. If he was the monitor, wouldn't they have given him the money to give to those guys to shut that
1: all up? You
2: would well, think so, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're as cheap as the Watcher's Council and Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Maybe they don't really like Vic, and they're thinking that he gets bumped off. They could know that Fee and Mrs. Esther back in her life. Maybe they could, you know, convince one of them to do it, <laughs> or they wanted it to look good, you know.
4: Yeah. Or, you know. So they made him go through it. Hmm, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't know either. Or maybe those guys were a part of it anyway. Yeah.
2: Oh, could be. I'll tell you. Thinking in terms of lining up Paul, Donnie, and Vic, and saying they've all got the same job, just. <laughs> that's, that's three pretty different people
1: <laughs>
3: yeah so Lynette, what did you uh think about the reveal that mrs s is the one who turned sarah on to uh the punk rock music i thought that was pretty
4: interesting but not that far-fetched i mean the time frame would be right
0: yeah you know, well M- maria doyle kennedy is a musician i think that part of it actually might be legitimate <laughs> right what did you think of olivier and do you think he's he, creepy and
3: i don't like him
0: and do you think his being french and delphine being french matters no janice did you
3: dislike
5: delphine or olivier did i dislike them yeah
0: you um, you always
3: dislike the newest
5: character so i was just wondering. no no i just I like the newest clones <laughs> oh is um, that all it is okay yeah <laughs> no i i like delphine i didn't like what's his name olivier olivier yeah i didn't like olivier
1: he seemed he, like, pretty slippery. This is it. We need to talk
0: about Beth. I wish she this morning? Fine. it's fine. You still concerned about her mental health? No. She's better. Suddenly better. You understand your role as monitors not to interfere. Well, if there's anything pertinent, I should know.
1: Anything whole. If there were, I would tell you.
3: Yeah, he was creepy. I was like, no. I don't need you. You can go away now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I kind of hope he has a smallish part. Yeah, <laughs> thing as that shadowy figure who shows up every now and then.
4: Right, and not and not in a good way. Yeah.
2: Oh, and Fee and Colin,
1: log
3: attendant. Really?
1: Can you not?
2: Brilliant, Fee. Shagging the bloke that we conned into identifying my body.
0: Colin is the first nice boy I've met in ages.
2: What? Like six weeks?
0: No least eight
2: where do you think this is going to go eh
0: oh my god no, I'm so sorry I completely forgot rule number one that your life is always more important than mine no it's just way more
4: difficult oh I not they cute the mm-hmm. color's
2: probably a monitor <laughs> <laughs> this is how paranoia goes
0: this is how it works guys yes yes well that's right now that we found out about monitors now everyone's a monitor Yes. That's
3: right. This is the Truman Show. (laughs) Oh, my
4: God. Yes, there we go. Did you guys that store, that Spice Arrest or whatever, that
3: was... (laughs) Do they really have those things like that? Uh, Yes, they do.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I took my nephew to one of those once, and he loved it.
3: I like the spy guy. Yeah, sometimes nanny's pinching your stuff, and sometimes your husband's pinching the nanny, if you know
4: what. I mean, (laughs) nanny. Nudge, nudge, you know.
3: Yeah. Could you be any more obvious, dude? No, I don't think really? my husband is porking the nanny. Jesus. Yeah.
4: Well, she can't even find a babysitter, So I let alone have a nanny around. Seriously. Who would babysit for her? I feel like that would know. be like, the most stressful job on the planet. That's probably why she can't find one. She's already gone through everybody. Well, they like Felix. Well, yeah. Uncle Felix is awesome. Well, I don't think it would be the kids that were the problem. I think it would be her.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would assume that nobody was good enough. I wouldn't be surprised if she never even looked for a babysitter on the basis that nobody's going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. She would probably require, like, a PhD candidate or a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, once she met Beth, she could have all the babysitters, like, get police yeah, background checks. Yeah, have her vetted and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That to send their fingerprints through and stuff.
3: The only other like big thing I have is about Paul um, in the end scenes. Who who would be testing Paul? Like why is Paul so concerned that he's being tested? Like who would be testing him? Who would be concerned for him like that? And then when he was doing his kind of like nervous laugh, cry, odd thing about you know, is this a test? Is this some big test? Can you remind anybody else a little bit of American Psycho? I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Uh, Okay then, that's just me. That's okay. I don't watch I, horror movies. I have a husband who loves them, and occasionally I'll sit down and watch one with him at like ten o'clock in the morning, and then we watch <laughs> cartoons all day. Yeah, <laughs> make up for it. Yeah, you'd have to. I tried watching two episodes of Walking Dead in the same day and had nightmares for like two weeks, so I have to be here. I, really I know.
4: I have, I have a friend who's like all crazy for Walking Dead, and I just oh like, no. <laughs>
2: I can I do I can it. do it. I tried an episode every couple of days. I watched it for a couple of years and then I just stopped. It was like enough. I was amazed I got through that much of it actually.
0: Okay, so should we do quotes? Carol?
2: Sarah says, I'm going to shoot Paul's balls off, and Casima <laughs> says, wait, just squeeze them. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna
3: shoot Paul's balls off. Oh wait, just um, just squeeze
0: them. Okay, he's our way into this whole thing.
5: Janice. Okay, this is Allison calls Sarah after has after Vic has confronted her, and Sarah says, "What did he look like?" And Allison replies, "I don't know. He was urban. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was urban.
3: Yeah." Hmm. Sarah's yeah. like, Oh what what that means? <laughs> what does that mean?"
2: <laughs> he was not white. He was not yes. white.
6: Hello, Allison. I was just assaulted by a disgusting thug who thought I was you. Who? What did he look like? I don't know. He was
3: urban. What the hell does that mean? Not white, okay?
6: Oh shit, Vic.
3: What? What happened? I assaulted him back. Is what happened.
6: Please tell me that's not your father. No,
3: no, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. I had that one, too.
1: Yeah.
3: Liz? I have, from our wonderful Felix, I don't leave prints when I burgle. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love it. When I burgle. <laughs> who, who says burgle? Seriously, Felix, you're my hero. Mm-hmm.
4: What that? My favorite was the geeky lab guy. Well, what do I get? <laughs> you get to have sex with yourself.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Bob? Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> this is Felix and Colin. You don't do this sort of thing often, do you? You mean with a live person?
1: Yes, that was good. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. you <laughs> <Ew. laughs> Felix, oh, right, you're kidding, you're
0: kidding. <laughs> uh, do we have any backups? I have a backup. Uh, Vic.
2: Ah, I'm good. Yeah, I had that one,
5: too. <laughs> I had... Cosima, dude, that's complex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have another one from Cosima. I'm Evo Devo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Evo Devo? <laughs>
3: oh, evolution development, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just what we call it around here. You know, the cool kids. The science yeah. wing. Because um, cool science
2: nerd. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's pick favorite clone and favorite non-clone. Carol?
2: Nobody's been picking Sarah as their favorite clone. I'm going to pick Sarah, even though Cosima is certainly more charming and Allison is funnier and all, but Sarah is juggling everything. And I I think it's, it's pretty cool the way she manages to just keep all the balls in the air. Uh, non-clone, it's got to be Felix. I mean, come on. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's true. It's true. That gets said a lot.
2: Yeah. It's, you know. It's just got to be.
0: Felix, of course. Felix, duh. Yeah.
2: you got to work hard for it not to be Felix. Yeah.
4: Okay. Uh, Lynette?
2: I'm going to go with
4: my favorite clothes is both Allison and Kasima because I just, I really loved that whole scene with her and Donnie. It was just great in the (laughs) Mm -hmm. garage. That was great. It was perfect. And Kasima is pretty cool. I mean, she's just awesome. And her flirting with that girl was pretty cute. (laughs) Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Mrs. S, because she's developing into a very interesting character. And then I'm going to go with also, I'm going to go with Paul, because he he finally became
0: interesting, too. (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. I thought for the first time he was interesting.
5: Yeah, so that's mine. Janice? I'm going to go with Allison. For all the things she had to do this episode, she was spying on Donnie. Oh, I loved it when she got into bed the first time, and she's like, sniffing Slaps his hand because he doesn't want to have sex with him. Her temper—I'm not sure "temper tantrum" is the right word—but you know, trying to open that case, her having to deal with Vic, she just had a, a lot of stuff to do. So she's my favorite clone. My favorite non-clone—I'm going to pick Vic because, because I mean, he's not really a character I like, but but because of that scene they wrote for him with the quote, you know, like oh good." You know, I just I just love that. And then when he sees Sarah, you know, his. His heart is on, you know, on his sleeve. And even though she's disgusted by him, it, it just it was just really heartfelt. Yeah. Liz? My favorite clone this week is Sarah because I
3: feel like she did so much and was really, really important to the plot uh, this week. And my favorite non-clone is Paul because we got to find out about him and he is starting to fall in love with not Beth slash Sarah when he
0: didn't love Beth. My favorite clone was Cosima. I thought she had good interactions yeah, with the other clones, but also with the lab assistant and with Delphine. So I thought there were some interesting things happening there. And I was going to pick Vic, assuming nobody else would pick him, but since he's been picked, I'll go with Kira. Again, she recognized right away that Sarah was her mother, and she just seems to... Have something really special going on where she understands an awful lot more than she should.
5: Oh, Bob, I yeah. just can't believe you're choosing a child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. When it first came up, I said I like Cura. I didn't know that anybody would believe it. But. <laughs>
2: I'm still <laughs> having a hard time. Yeah. She's a very
0: adult child. Yeah. Okay, so, um, ratings and favorite scene, Carol. As I said before, I went back through and I was looking at it, and there's.
2: But I think the one I have to choose is Allison beating up Vic, or assaulting him back, as she put it.
0: Yeah. Sarah?
1: Sarah? 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 Hey, Sarah! Sarah, you're alive! Sarah, it's me. Look at me.
4: Uh, I I don't <laughs> I don't know who you are, <laughs> but you faked it. You've got the wrong person. You faked it, you
1: bitch! How could you do this to me? Sarah, I thought you were dead. How could you goddamn do this to me? Ah! Oh! oh! Oh, you bitch! Oh! Ah! God! There, there they are! Goddamn! Hey, okay. it's a race, intruder! It's a race to get in. Okay, whoever gets it first wins. Who's that guy? Oh, Sarah!
2: Okay. Yeah, I definitely when she when she pulled out the pepper spray, I absolutely started laughing. But then when she tased him as well, it was just like yeah. wow. <laughs> So and then afterwards, of course, I realized that she had lured him off and all that we discussed before. But so I'm going to go with Allison assaulting Vic.
0: Okay, and your rating?
2: Oh, my rating, because it it is kind of a an episode to tie things together. I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Secret medical exams.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All
4: okay. well, Lynette. Well, my favorite scene, although I did like that one a lot the one you just talked about, it's going to be at the end with Paul and Sarah because Sarah's a lot. That happened that shifted my thinking about Paul, and it's it was just really it was well done for me. I mean, you know, Paul actually had some real emotion happening. (laughs) It was great Mm -hmm. for me, you know, and it's it's piqued my interest to find out Paul's story. And I before I was not really all that interested in Paul at all, and now I want to know what what his backstory is because there is one, obviously. There's some reason that he has to be there. And let's see. Well, I really like this episode, but. You know. I actually think it's a great one to, to spur the uh, the rest of the season on. So I'm actually gonna give it ten greasy spikes. Wow. <laughs> nice. I think they did really well getting everything they need in there. Yeah. And it was, and, and be still be entertaining because you know, it's hard to do that to get all the information in and still be entertaining. And sometimes they fail. And this did not fail.
5: This is true. Hmm. This is
0: true. Oh, next episode should be interesting. Janice?
5: I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 pink envelopes full of cash Mm. because only Allison would have pink envelopes to put the cash in. A lot happened. There were a lot of possibilities. You know, Vic coming back into the scene, finding out you know more about Paul, finding out more about Donnie. A whole lot of stuff happened, but not so many good scenes, I thought, not so many good quotes, so that's why it's 8 out of 10. For my favorite scene, I'm going to pick the scene where Sarah's gone into paul's office and she set up the recording equipment and felix is listening and <laughs> paul comes in and you know started seems to start to want something again and felix is like gleeful gleefully listening it almost looks like he's eating something it's probably not popcorn but you know it almost feels like popcorn you know like he's settling in to, to <laughs> instead of watching a movie he's listening to another sex scene <laughs> That's a little creepy because that's his sister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was—I mean, that happened last week too, and I thought it was surprising. So,
3: (laughs) Since Lynette did the end with Paul, I'll go with my backup, which was Allison trying to pretend everything was okay when she got her spy equipment and setting it up, and then telling Donnie it's okay. Everybody's entitled to their privacy. Come on, (laughs) (laughs) it's time. Uh, So I'll go with that one. Okay. And then my rating is nine out of ten adorable Colin glasses.
0: Aww. Mm-hmm. He is cute. They're precious. Okay. Um, my rating is eight out of ten urban disgusting thugs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not white. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And although I like to pick different things my my favorite scene was actually the same as Carol's. It was Allison assaulting Vic yeah with the, that was a great scene. yeah uh, the pepper spray yeah. and the taser one wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah.
2: just to make sure yeah. she's prepared. She is
0: do we have feedback? Yes, we do. um I can start off if you'd okay. like,
3: so we have some feedback from Twitter. They're all from Mark Shepard. So, uh Clone Dance Party, loving your podcast, which is also causing me to do an episode-by-episode episode rewatch to follow along with you. Clone Dance Party, I would find it very hard being on your show without spoiling things, even by accident. It is a little difficult there, Mark. Uh Clone Dance Party, loved episode four of the podcast, as well as the show. The podcast guests have such great theories and insights. I'm noticing things I didn't see on my first watch in beginning to form theories leading clear into season three. Thank you, guys. And then Bob responded to Mark with, in a few episodes, we're going to have Robin Burge as our guest. He wrote the Orphan Black questions on the online quiz up game.
0: Yeah, that's actually no longer true. Robin's been postponed a bit. Oh, okay. His timing didn't work out on the episode he was scheduled for. But he'll be back, right? Yes, yes, he'll he'll definitely be back. Okay. And and Mark lives in Switzerland, so... uh, Probably doing oh. pretty well in the ratings there.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. And then from Facebook, we have feedback from Simone Poole who says So I totally insist you watch the Ginger Snap movies. They are incredible. I had a bootleg copy from around the time they were released, and I adore them. It wasn't until after watching Orphan Black that I found out that Tatiana is one of them, but I suspect she was brilliant. I need to rewatch them now knowing that. And also, for some added intrigue, the leading actress, Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins, guessed it a handful of times on Supernatural. Ooh, I will look into that. Simone then said, Elizabeth, we both had that instant hate of DeAngelis, huh? Also, Helena does have that Jane Cobb. Gotta touch and smell everything tendency and I love it. L O L to which I responded with I love your points. Valpass said I second Simone Poole's watching of Ginger Snap movies. Most original take of the werewolf genre that I've seen probably I have two of them on DVD. I didn't listen to the podcast, yes. Yet was there talk of ginger snaps? Bob said yes. Nettie mentioned that ginger snaps was filmed around Toronto and that Tatiana Maslani may have been one of in one of the movies. And Nutty responded, the neighborhood where Allison lives is where the first movie took place. Simone responded, um, Nutty, I'm picturing Allison lose her shit over that death scene at the start of the movie, to which uh, Nutty said, oh, totally, I'd love to have a nice
5: crossover. And then, Janice, did you want to take over? Okay, sure. And feedback for this episode, Simone said... That whole dream and then realization is actually really well done and suspenseful. We have a new word in the Orphan Black lexicon, monitors. Cosima! I really like Fee and Sarah snooping around on Paul, too. And Sarah and Kira are so freaking cute together. Ali and Vic have quite an interesting and violent first meeting, lol. Paul is a weirdo stalker, taking pics and being threatening. And then some fun interrogation stuff happens with him and Sarah, because he noticed she was missing something crucial, a scar.
0: What happened to your scar?
5: What? A scar on your neck from the mountain bike crash. It's gone. Oh, really?
4: I'm using a new lotion.
5: Come on, Donnie, a monitor? It seems unlikely. He's too, well, too Donny. <laughs> <laughs> we have the return of Raj and Colin and newbies, French girl, fishy ring man, and Olivier. Things are getting complicated, yo. Harold writes, as they say, just because you are paranoid doesn't mean you aren't right. It appears that Paul is something more than just Beth's lover, but how much does he really know? <laughs> and is Mrs. S telling the whole story about Sarah's adoption? Poor, sad Donnie, getting no affection from his wife, and having to hide his Big Boo Blowies DVDs in a secret compartment. (laughs) Allison tells him that everyone is entitled to their privacy moments after she has placed a hidden camera in their bedroom. Of Of course, the ultimate question is whether Donnie has been complicit in the same type of secret monitoring that is being done to Beth, and if so, for how long? Then Simone responds, Oh, oh, and how not inconspicuous is the hidden camera. I giggle every time I watch it. It is That's true, it's just like
4: hanging out at
3: a, uh, with the pearls and everything, it's like, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, I'll just put the pearls out here and he'll think it's shut on an earring.
0: Yeah. Okay, and we've had a little additional feedback that arrived recently uh, from Matt. I intended to send in feedback this afternoon, but family medical drama happened and I couldn't. But I fully intend to send in feedback for next week's podcast. Opinion spoiler, best episode ever. Have a great recording, dragsters. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, Matt, I hope everything's okay with your family. Yeah. Got some audio feedback from Sandra, who is the other host of a wrestling podcast that I do. And it's rather long, but I will point out that this isn't even close to our record. We had a 42-minute audio feedback from on the Dexter cast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Did you play the
6: whole thing? Yes, we did. Hello, Clone Dance Party people. My name is Sandra, and this episode is a great one for providing feedback. It's such a doozy we find out about the monitoring, about Paul being a monitor, slash ex-military. And I was kind of wondering as I watched it, is he U.S. military or Canadian military? Because admittedly, I don't know what the military uniforms look like, or Canadian military-type honors like the Purple Heart. So we have a lot more questions about Paul. I have so many questions about Beth, if she was actually using surveillance on Paul, because it seems really odd that she would be monitoring him, but then put all the security stuff back in the briefcase in a hidden compartment of her trunk when she was about to kill herself. So it really kind of lends credence to one of the theories presented on the show that perhaps Beth meant to leave her life for Sarah. I don't know how she would coordinate that, but there are a lot of mysteries here, a lot more questions than answers, which is why I finished the entire series, both seasons, in a day and a half, like many other people here. But I think also one of the really interesting things this week is getting to see each of the clones in their lives because we see Allison being the typical suburban housewife. And I grew up in a suburb in Michigan, and it was very small-town feeling, and it was very subdivided. And when Allison runs into Vic and then has to explain him to Sarah, her saying, he's very—or he was— urban and sarah doesn't know what that means not white okay and that reminds me unfortunately of times from my childhood where i definitely heard those words pretty much verbatim because yeah the suburbs in michigan regardless it's interesting to see what allison is kind of facing in terms of her wondering if donnie is actually her monitor which would be super interesting because she and donnie have been together for a long time and also they have children and their adopting children kind of makes me wonder about him because if he is monitoring her and if he's been doing this for years and years then why would he agree to adopt children with this woman because kids are going to make the whole situation a lot messier And it makes me wonder if maybe he didn't know when they got together that he was meant to monitor her, if someone is enticing him into doing it. But it seems like he definitely has something to hide other than his porn stash, because if he's only trying to keep his porn stash from Allison, I don't know why the he would be burning something in the fire like we saw. And also looking for scissors, quote-unquote, in her vanity seems real suspicious. Um, One of the other things I've been wondering since we met Helena, or at least since we met her in terms of her performing self-surgery on herself, is whether or not she's a clone gone bad or if she has some sort of healing ability. Because, I mean... I know the references to Buffy aside, her being stabbed with that rebar was pretty intense. And it definitely makes me wonder if she has been operated on before or conditioned to be invulnerable for some reason, because she was able to perform self-surgery. But we also saw someone with her at the very beginning of this episode who seemed to be taking care of her. And it makes me wonder if she's a part of the main experiment or if, There's another pocket of things that are dealing with her. I mean, she's very different than the rest of the clones. She always looks kind of ghostly, and her skin is pale, and for some reason her hair is dyed blonde, and we don't know why. We don't know why she has these variations. And she's able to survive a huge amount of crazy stuff, including the scars on her back. So clearly she's had lots of stuff done to her, and she's super damaged. But I think we just come out of this episode with a whole lot of really, really interesting questions. And even though, admittedly, I have seen the rest of the shows, this is kind of what I thought the first time that I watched it. And finally, one of the interesting things here is that at the very beginning, um, Paul wants to leave with Sarah and go to Rio de Janeiro, so it seems like he almost might want out of this experiment, which is interesting given that he was with Beth for three whole years and never loved her, according to the letters and things that Sarah found with him. And I lied. Not finally. There's one more thing. I am completely in love with Cosima, and I think her relationship with Delphine is turning out to be very interesting, and I have to wonder if she would be as interested in Delphine if she didn't know about the other women having monitors or if she would still be interested but not as suspicious if they hadn't become self-aware. Because as she says, if a subject becomes self-aware, you could either you know, set the subject free or whatever or terminate which could be really scary for the clones involved. So I just think there are a lot of interesting things going on, and I wanted to provide p- feedback because I think this podcast is awesome, and I immediately fell in love with this show. So thanks for everything, and I will hopefully talk to you soon.
0: Okay, and after that, she sent in a bit more feedback, which I'll try to find additional Why would Cosima just now be assigned a monitor? Did those conducting the experiment just learn of Cosima at this incredibly convenient time? Or has something else been going on? Did she have a monitor that went bad? Was she just too independent and awesome to stay with a potential previous monitor? If a clone decides to move away, is another monitor assigned? Why is Cosima so much more delightful and gorgeous than the others? (laughs) And why can't I know her in real life? (laughs) Okay, so thank you, Sandra, and everybody else that's left feedback. Thank you.
3: Yes, we love the feedback. Send in more. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, Carol, thank you again for being on. You want to tell us again about your podcast and where you can be reached online?
2: Sure. I'm on McKincast, a Freaks and Geeks intro cast on Quadruple Z. And that's about it. I mean, I'm here and there in the other place occasionally, uh, pop-up, wherever. But uh, that's about it, and I appreciate you having me on. It was fun. You're great, Carol. Thank you for joining us.
0: Oh, well, Again, thank you.
2: Thanks. Thanks.
0: Okay, so join us next time for Season 1, Episode 6 variations under domestication and until then remember don't try to threaten Allison even if you think she's Sarah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah bye goodbye bye, bye. if uh, fake Paul is observing
2: Beth what makes you so certain no one's observing Sarah Manning who Mrs. S hates me I haven't seen her in a year and I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt
6: i ring in vote of confidence
2: You're a
4: plant,
6: and she killed herself because the man that she loved turned her whole life into a lie.
4: She knew you didn't love her and she couldn't understand why you wouldn't leave.
3: And now she figured it out.
1: This isn't true. It's a sick test, isn't it? Isn't it?
6: If my blind subject were suddenly to become self-aware, it'd either be a Eureka moment or, yeah, I would terminate, so...
0: Is every man in your life a complete wanker except me?